SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gable Bradshaw, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Let's uh, do this thing. We've got a lot of stuff to get to on the program. It's don't look now, but here comes Tony Finau. Finau. Tony Finau storms to the top of the leaderboard uh, right now. Five under through 17. Uh, might as well uh, uh, face it. You're addicted to Ryan Palmer. Palmer. At, uh, oh. Minus five right now. Yeah. Palmer. Well, you might as well uh, admit it. You're addicted to a lot of things, uh, Cam. So the Raging Redhead yeah. Cam Store uh, with us. Brendan Steele was the top of the leaderboard, uh, but his uh, his four under isn't standing uh, right now. We'll keep our eye on this. The sky is falling in Washington uh, right now on the football oh team. Is the much-discussed Washington Post expose has uh, finally broken. I think it's just the tip of the iceberg, actually. This is just the leak and stuff. You know there's going to be a lot more. Uh, Twitter is blowing up uh, right now with the accusations and the allegations as far as uh, the Washington football team is concerned. And right now, their name change. Like, they don't even have to change the name right now. No one would notice when you when you look at all the rumors uh, that are going on around this uh, team uh, right now. Kids. You're right. But for le- legal purposes... <laughs> Yes. For legal purposes, you know, we've got to wait and see. You know, you, you can't just start saying, oh, yeah, this guy was with a hooker and this Correct. guy's buddies with Jeffrey Epstein and this coach is benching players because he's banging the same cleat chaser as uh, somebody on, on the football team is. But seems uh, there's all kinds of crazy stuff uh, going on there. So the Raging Red Hat, what's up, Ken? No, it's good stuff there, Gabe. I'm with you, too. And they hired a lawyer. It's funny with Washington. They got uh, the lady who fought uh, direct TV and football and has class action suits against the NCAA, uh, the MLB. So they're bringing in the heavy hitters for damage control. But uh, I don't really think uh, it matters, Gabe. You said it. I think the cat's going to be out of the bag. They're panicking. They're hiring the best. And this is just the tip of the iceberg, as you say. The Washington Redskins, that's the least of their problems right now. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we have to wait. Um, we have to wait, and you know, th- this is one of these stories where you can't immediately judge uh, what um, you know what what has happened behind the scenes. What we do know is that it's all true. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, it, it, the fact of the matter is, you know, this stuff is true in the sense that the play-by-play guy that's been there forever just suddenly retired out of the blue uh, the other night. That doesn't happen. Like, you know, normally you get the farewell tour. They keep on firing executives and scouts. Basically, uh, Washington's fired everybody. And everyone's focused on the name all the time. Uh, But they've been firing people pretty much on a daily basis. And and now they find themselves in a position where they're being publicly uh, exposed uh, right now. I think it's going to get to the point where Daniel Snyder's going to be forced uh, to sell this football team. If the National Football League really really had any any guts, they would step up and basically tell Snyder that it's time to go. They'd, they'd, they'd say, you know what, it's it's time to go right now, Dad. Nothing good is going to happen with this guy owning the team. And it's to the point right now, and as we say, for legal purposes, 
you know, we can't say what the rumors are on Twitter right now. We have to see it factually come out. And let's let the let's let the Washington Post put their name on this. But as it is now, 15 women have been saying that they've said they've been sexually uh, harassed and more. I right, want to welcome everybody tuning in, all of our radio affiliates uh, right now. Game time decisions has begun. I am Marenzi. We're throwing it down. Uh, George Kurtz is going to step up and in in a couple of minutes and kick it uh, with us. We're also going to kick uh, the soccer ball, the MLS uh, soccer ball. As um, Speaking of kicking a soccer ball, I've been getting kicked in the face uh, with MLS uh, soccer balls. And I'm telling you right now, guys, I've got a stone-cold lock, all right? This is like the shoe-in of all shoe-ins. And I don't, I don't do this often, but I'm this confident about this play tonight in TFC and Montreal. It is the shoe-in of the month, all right? We will not have a bigger play than we have tonight on this game tonight. It is the official shoe-in of the month. You take... The opposite of whatever I take. And you have yourself a winner. It's a lock. You'll have yourself a winner. I, I, you know what? I, I think I might be 2-14 and 14 now or whatever the hell it is. And uh, it's like bizarro opposite world. Yet we're coming back for more, man. We're coming back for more. We're like the drunk that's been tossed out of the bar. But we're coming back again the next night. And then the next night and the next night. And I'm going to come back until I win. Like five MLS bets in a row. I'm so disgusted, I can't even wear my white cap jacket after that, like, meltdown. I want to throw Rude. up. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I think I thought I'd seen it all, Cam, but no, no. I had a draw in that game, dude. <laughs> I could have cashed out and I didn't. Oh, yeah. I swear, I could have cashed out and I didn't. And I thought, man, come on. I should, I, I knew, I was like, I should cash out, but, but there's only two minutes left. Can they go two minutes without, like, anyone scoring? No. They couldn't. God, man, this league is fun. And Atlanta, you called it. You said Atlanta yeah. don't care. Those, Those guys, guys suck. suck. Like they every do. other sports team from Atlanta, you all suck. You're all a bunch of chokers. It just is what it is. Sorry. You know what? I like Acuna. I like the Braves. But you're not going to win because you're in Atlanta. All right? It just is. You're the Buffalo of the South. And speaking of which, um, <laughs> it's the true. The, it actually they are, is the very, the it is. The Falcons in the Super Bowl. You're right. All right. Game time decisions right. continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time is sitting continues. I'm Renzo throwing down a rage of redhead. Uh, Cam Stewart, George Kurtz is going to join us in a couple of moments' time. Carmine Bianco will step up, and it's been a little while since we kicked it with uh, Carmine. We need his help uh, when it comes to the MLS, as uh, we've been getting absolutely murdered in this MLS's uh, back uh, tournament. And it's crazy because we've been doing well with other sports, and um, then we give the money back with the MLS, and then we spend all day fighting back. And it's not soccer. 
that's uh, killing me. We just hit a couple of soccer parlays uh, this afternoon. It's the MLS uh, that is killing me. And uh, tonight we've got Montreal and Toronto, two rivals uh, facing off against each other uh, this evening. Um, Toronto, of course, blew that 2-0 lead uh, that they had uh, the, other night, uh, the other morning. On, uh, on Sunday morning when they, when they played at uh, 9 a.m. or Monday morning, whatever the hell, it's hard to keep up uh, with these guys. And Montreal were terrible in their match against, uh, against the Revolution. So they're both, uh, they're both uh, in need of a victory this evening. TFC, a, lot, a couple of their best players aren't playing uh, tonight, so we'll break uh, that down. We'll get into the Memorial uh, as well. One week from baseball, people, supposedly. One week. <laughs> So you got to love this with Major League Baseball. I swear to God, I plan my road rages uh, better uh, than Major League Baseball has put together this uh, schedule. Maybe you guys should have checked, actually, with the, each city to see if they're actually ready and it's capable of hosting a baseball game. So the Toronto Blue Jays get word earlier in the day that uh, they will be able to play in uh, Toronto. The government uh, warned Major League Baseball the protocols are broken. They'll shut it down. Um, I'd like to see what these protocols are, uh, but the Blue Jays looks like they're settled in in Toronto. But the latest story now, the Washington Nationals, they never got permission to play and yep. they don't meet the guidelines. So we're one week away, like right now, seven days from now, Cam, the Yankees are supposed to be at the Nationals, yet suddenly the Nationals don't know if they can play in Washington. Sounds like Manfred really figured everything out before we announced this. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a train wreck, Gabe. I don't even know what's going to happen, how these games are going to go. We can make a prediction of how long the season's going to go. I think it's going to be a big, big problem. But, yeah, I, I, how, how do you not know the city rules before you even think about this stuff? You're in the District of Columbia, and then all of a sudden, oh, okay, we can't play there. First, the Jays are uh, going to play in Buffalo. Oh, no, we could play at the Dome now. We'll see what happens. But, anyway, you know this thing. They're going into this thing, rolling the dice. It's a big gamble, and it's a gamble that I think probably is going to have a two-week uh, – time frame kind of like something in the fridge like milk and then it'll expire and then we're done but good news is other things are coming back yeah i'm sorry i'm just distracted by the uh, the pack of uh, birds behind your head that's about to attack yeah. you yeah there's uh, a lot there's a lot there's a lot of birds there's a lot of what is you in <laughs> i don't know what it is with you uh, and birds but uh, uh, like i can't uh, help it for birds. people tuning in on the radio yeah, Cam, looks like there's like, I don't know, like there's like there's a pack of angry, I hope they're not like bats with coronavirus. There's like a pack of angry birds uh, behind Cam. Canaries. Canaries. Behind Cam's head. All right, so. <laughs> I, I don't, every day it's something, Marenzi. I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. All right, so uh, we got the memorial going on uh, right now. And I see right we now do. that uh, there's a headline here. Jack Nicholas has finally had enough. And I'm thinking, finally had enough of what? Like cold soup at a diner? Like, uh, I don't know. He's an old man. He could be grumpy about a lot of things. I am. So, um, but uh, Jack says, stop studying and do something. Will you please? He's tired of the 400-yard drives. Yes. Not a fan. Not a fan. And I got to tell you, though, as much as I like Jack and I understand his argument, you can't stop progress. It is what it is. It, it's true. You know what I mean? I, I don't know, like you, you I, I guess, you know, they don't want, you can't make golf courses bigger. So that's, that's the problem, uh, really. But what are you going to do? You, you, know, you know, did people tell Jack when it's he simple. was hitting the golf ball far? Like, did they change the yeah. ball for him? 
No. Yeah, well, the th- they didn't change yeah, the ball no, for him, right. did they? No, he was one of the big, and that, that's the thing. There was other guys who were small ball hitters in comparison to Jack when he was in his prime. But I will say this. It's a very simple concept. You put up hazards. You grow rough. Exactly. Like you saw today, the leading scorer is five under, and you got to play perfect, almost perfect golf. Take a look at the guys who struggled today. Dustin Johnson's eight over. Colin Morikawa, who won last week, is four over. Justin Thomas is two. Hideki is three. All those guys, they're all, they got smoked today. All the guys in the morning wave got hammered. So Jack's probably happy about it. DeChambeau's calling out a lot of people, though. He talks too much. He's like, hey, Dustin Johnson, you know, I'm going to drive it by you, and blah, blah, blah. Dustin Johnson's like, I'm going to kick your ass. Like, think about DeChambeau is he's a real chirper. That's the thing, and he rubs people the wrong way. I don't like him. <laughs> like, uh, I, you know, I, 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 you do? I like, I like his golf game. For me. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't like he's his personality. Golfer, but- He's so yeah. cocky. He's so cocky. Oh, look at, at my Brooks science. I'm anything. smarter than you. My, yeah, Brooks Kepka wants to Brooks actually punch, really punch him out. Nah, he's not a big fan of DeChambeau. DeChambeau's losing a lot of friends on tour. Like, Let's just say he's not going to be going to Ricky Fowler's keg parties or whatever. I don't think he really cares. But uh, a lot of guys on tour are starting to say, shut up. Like They're sick and tired well, of talking. One guy that actually should shut up, and I'm going to be um... – I'll be one of the few people to to point this out right now. I'll be the first to actually bring it up. Is Bubba Wallace, and it has nothing to do with any race or any mm-hmm. any false accusation of anything. But sort of lost in all of this is that the Bubba Wallace is a jerk, and he was a jerk before all this. He's a jerk now, and it's very similar. And I, listen, I was a bad guy. I got called out for this, but when I was in Montreal, like Saku Koibu was like a hero. And, you know, listen, man, the guy, he had cancer, he came back, and he played. He's a jerk, right? But the thing is, two things can be true. Like, every person that ever gets cancer doesn't mean they're good people. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's true. And I know, like, even, like, you're like, oh, boy. Like, people get quiet when I say it, though. They're like, oh, he had cancer. Yeah, I know he had cancer. I know he had cancer. But he's still, he's still a jerk. You know what I mean? And like people sort of over, it gets overshadowed. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, so like with Bubba Wallace, when I saw this, like Bubba Wallace last night, so he got, you know, he got spun out, Cam. He got taken into the wall. And then after he starts ripping the guy, like he starts mocking the guy's face. He goes, oh, because the guy's religious. He goes, oh, I'm sure he's going to send me some text about God, this and that. He goes, he's a freaking joke. It's like, shut up, bro. Like, who the hell are you? You know what I mean? Like exactly. the only reason you're famous is because he's of not all even this a good driver. Black Lives Matter stuff. It's exactly Call it a, like he's okay. He's, not good. he's okay. <laughs> but the thing uh, is, Ken, at best, I remember. <laughs> I remember last year, dude. He called out Denny Hamlin. He Bubba Wallace was a rookie last year, and he goes, "Oh, everyone knows Denny Hamlin's a joke and all this." Everyone on the tour was like, "Dude, you don't get to call Denny Hamlin out, bro." Yeah. You're a rookie that's never won anything. You've never even won, and you're calling out Denny Hamlin. It's not like NASCAR. It's not the way it works, bro. Like there's there's a pecking order to who you can call out. Like you're a rookie, you shut up, right? So you know what I mean. And you can bitch behind the scenes at a driver, but you know, like I'm just telling you, like Bubba Wallace. When I saw that, I just thought, you know what's and the fans voted him in and stuff like that. He got the fan yeah. vote, and I was just thinking, yeah, it's unfortunate what happened, and I, it's all true. I support, yep. like, removing the Confederate flag. I don't think it was a hoax to the noose and all that type of stuff. 
but mm-hmm. he's still a jerk. <laughs> yes. Like, it doesn't people matter. have a hard you know, differentiating exactly. thing. Two things exactly. can be right at the same time, Cam. Excellent point, Marenzi. Bubba Wallace, you call it out. You watch more NASCAR than me. I've been watching it a hell of a lot. I've seen all the races this year. The guy's an average driver at best. And he's been on his high horse talking about this and talking about that and bitching about this. That's the thing, right? Like, I get it. Two things are separate. The Confederate flag and the stuff is separate from your racing. So don't uh, come up to guys. Yeah, I don't mind the them, social especially stuff. Especially yeah. No, I don't. I no, the social stuff's fine. Stuff. He exactly. needs to shut up. Exactly. Not to mention, Cam, remember, he stormed off the video game earlier this year. Exactly. That was yes. before any yes. of this. You know what I'm saying? He gave yep. up. He quit. We joked about the Blue Emu stuff, but he did. Yeah, we did. And I didn't even realize. We didn't realize at the time. They were racing for money. It was real. He had sponsors and stuff. And he goes, oh, this is a joke. And he got up and he threw his control and he walked away. That's why they fired him, Blue Emu, after the fact. Even though Blue Emu keeps Chuck Woolery, who's like backcrack crazy right now, but that's another point. Love, yeah. love By the way, Chuck Woolery's, yeah, Chuck Woolery's son just got coronavirus 24 hours oh, after Chuck said it's fake. God, you can't make this stuff up anymore, man. 2020. Uh, George Kurtz is going to step up and then join us. Bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Teams currently aren't required to play athletes placed on the non-football list. KC and Houston rookies slated to report this weekend, Saturday, July 18th. The regular season kicks off September 10th. The NFL Players Association announced today 72 players have known to test positive for COVID-19. The league-wide player total would be around 2,800 tests if all 32 teams maxed out their 90-man rosters, meaning 72 tests would equate to 2.5% of the NFL's workforce. Uh, The Washington Post, they're preparing to release a story about the team's culture. Quote, there's much more going on at Redskins Park than a name change. This from local affiliate Scott Abraham of ABC News 7. Apparently this story is going to be a bombshell with many in the organization exposed. So the team has hired attorney Beth Wilkinson to review the organization's protocols. She's the lawyer that repped the NFL in the lawsuit versus the Sunday ticket package as well as the NCAA and MLB class action suits. New Orleans Pelican star Zion Williamson leaving the Orlando bubble to attend an urgent family matter and intends to join the club at a later date. Upon his return, Zion is subject to a mandatory four-day quarantine period. He also must test negative for COVID-19 each day outside the property before being granted entry back into the bubble. New Orleans takes on the has July 30 at the NCAA setting universal COVID-19 testing standards, including requiring all college players who test positive to miss at least 10 days of competition. In baseball, the Washington 
Washington Nationals exploring alternate sites due to the D.C. quarantine laws. Philly shortstop Didi Gregorius will wear a face mask during games this season. He has a kidney condition that makes him a high-risk candidate. Kyle Hendricks has been named the opening day starter for the Chicago Cubs when they battle the Brew Crew on July 24th. Golf, round one of the PGA's memorial from Muirfield Village in Dublin, Ohio. Tony Finau and Ryan Palmer sharing the lead right now at minus five. Tiger Woods even. He was off to a hot start, but he's still playing pretty well. Tournament favorite Bryson DeChambeau. He's in at one over par. European Tour Juice Loughton. He leads after two rounds. Minus 12. MLS action. Cincinnati upsetting Atlanta 1-0 later tonight. Canadian battle. Montreal and Toronto. Toronto minus 125. Montreal plus 280. Tie plus 260. Total 2.5. Then at 10.30, Columbus plays New York Red Bulls. Columbus plus 125 to win. Red Bulls plus 180. The draw plus 240. Total 2.5 on FanDuel. And Real Madrid won their 34th La Liga title thanks to a 2-1 to win over Villarreal. Congratulations. I'm Sam Stewart. That's your Sports Grid News update. Back to Gabe Morenci and George Kurtz coming up. Game time of Citizens continues. I am Morenci. We're throwing it down to Raging Redhead. Uh, Cam uh, Stewart, uh, who was uh, getting attacked uh, by a pack of birds, or at least they seem to be circling him like vultures uh, right now. Are. People are circling the Washington football team like vultures uh, right now. More than a dozen women accuse uh, the Redskins of uh, sexual harassment, uh, coke, alcohol-fueled uh, parties. Uh, there's other accusations as well, uh, but so far, the first the first bit of the story to break, 15 women accused former Redskins employees of sexual harassment and verbal abuse. Um, you know, listen, they're not the only team changing their name either. The Edmonton Eskimos and the Canadian the Football League swiftly decided after they lost a couple of sponsors over the last week or so to change their name. And, you know, they have EE on their helmet, Edmonton Eskimos. So they're just changing their name to the Edmonton Empire to uh, so they don't have to change anything. Uh, they're changing their name to the Edmonton Empire. Uh, I thought the Elks actually would have been cooler. I think that, I that just would have been more dis- – yeah, that would have been distinctive. Empire is just generic. Elks. Elks. Yeah, that was cool. That was Elks actually game. a cool name. Yeah, it's I'm classy. Yeah, the Edmonton yes, Elks. It's classy. Yes, yes, yes. Elks. They live in Edmonton. They're like moose. They roam around the properties. They they're, they're elks. The Edmonton Empire sounds like a, an insurance firm. But anyway, these guys know they don't have to change the equipment. I think Elks would have been better too. Way better. Right, let's bring in George Kurtz right now. What's going on, George? Guys, tonight is going to be a great night for me, man. I just found out my wife is working tonight. She leaves in about 15 minutes, and my kids are going to sleep over my sister-in-law's house. I have the house to myself tonight, and I have nothing to do. Wow. I'm I'm always amazed about how uh, married people openly tell other people how happy they are their spouse is leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. It's not so much the wife, guys. It's the kids won't be around. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's another thing. <laughs> I've spoken to people uh, about that. I said, "How? What's it like working from home?" They're like, "It's all right, except I got to deal with my kids all day, right?" <laughs> that depends how old the kids are. It really does. My 13-year-old just buries herself in her room all day. I don't see her. She's she's on TikTok is the big thing they're on now, and all her other devices. The yeah, uh, the nine-year-old is a little bit more. I'll see her more often, but generally, I it's really when they want to eat, when they want food. All of a sudden, they want that. It really is. It really is the age-old uh, debate, isn't it? Like I see all sides of it. Like I'm thinking to myself, 
you know, George, all I have uh, to do with my uh, day is spend my disposable income as a uh, as a um, you know single single man, <laughs> single childless uh, adult. It's like the lady on The Simpsons. Uh, like she was, she wanted to ban kids in public. Oh, I, and March, yeah, great March trying to convince her. She goes, look at look into the eyes of this baby, and she goes, what do you see? And the lady goes, uh, she goes, I'm sorry, I can't see. I'm too busy spending my disposable income right now. <laughs> and she walks away. But she old, she old. So you're, you know, you're happy to be alone here this evening. That's like the life of I think basically like. 80% of our viewers and listeners uh, actually yeah. watching this show yeah. in sports alone. But I see both sides of it, actually. Also nice to have the kids on Christmas morning, George. You know, you, yes. you've got the wife, the nice family dinners and stuff like that. I see both sides uh, of the debate. Family dinner? If we have dinner together one night a week, my wife works nights. So she generally leaves about now, and she won't go to 7.30 tomorrow, three, four days a week. So, uh, And the kids eat when they want to eat. It's not like back when we were younger, gay, where you ate at 6 o'clock every night or 5 o'clock, whatever it might be. It's rare to get oh, everybody a, to be hungry at the same time. Doesn't sound like you have much control of the household, Kurtz. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, people, people don't like that. Uh, <laughs> sounds like you, you know, like. You know, you got more discipline with the roller hockey league than the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on well, what time of year we're talking about, I live with either three, four, or five women. I'm the only male in this house. I have no yeah, control that's... over anything. Okay, yeah, no one must go to nuts, me. George. You gotta have a night where you get out with your brother and just you know go crush some drinks and oh yeah, sorry, yeah, I don't yeah, just Pepsi's or yeah. Just Why do you think I work so George? much? I'd rather get yelled at by other guys than the deal in this house half the time. How is the roller league uh, going? Uh, more gigs or? Is it still uh, thriving, or what's going on, George? With the, ho the hockey rink, I'm surprised that rink is still in business. I, I have been forever. I mean, the, the building itself is crappy. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to go there. The rink itself is in decent shape. He's put a lot of work into it. But every time when there's a new season, I'm always surprised that I get a phone call asking me to come down to rent that he could still survive. I have no idea how he makes money. So we're one week away, so it's one uh, week from tonight. Uh, that the uh, the New York Yankees would play the Washington Nationals. And suddenly now the Washington Nationals don't know whether they're going to be able to host this game or where they're going to host this game. At least the Blue Jays find, found out uh, today uh, that they'll be able to play uh, in Toronto yet. And, uh, this, this doesn't seem to be exactly – it sounds like your roller hockey league is actually more organized <laughs> than Major League Baseball. At least you guys have a location where you, you know where you're going to play. This is pretty Bush League stuff that, you know, big league baseball, they don't know. Doesn't sound like they really spoke to local governments all that much. They just sort of threw it out there. Um, you know, we haven't even started yet. And now we've got problems with the Nationals and the Yankees. Yeah, right. They might have to go down to Florida. They might be playing in there another ballpark around Washington. It's a mess. And I don't think this is the last time this is going to happen with the team. I think we're going to hear about this all through August, September, that certain stadiums may not be available because of what's going on in the area. The government's going to shut it down and say, nope, can't have these games here. So I don't think it's the last we're going to hear of it. But like Toronto, where all of a sudden now they can play in Toronto, I do expect they'll play at Nationals Park next week. Yeah, nobody, politically it's not a good look, especially if there's not fans uh, there uh, to, to shut things down. So, you know, listen, the New York Yankees, I think their season, it's a 60-game season. We know 
that 33 of their first 36 games are against teams that had a winning record last year. We also know that 20 of their last 23 games are against losing teams. So the first, the, you know, the start of the season is really the telltale for me with the New York Yankees in a sense that if the Yankees play their first 10 games and go 7-3, and 8-2, and two, this thing's over before it starts. <laughs> um, but if the Yankees struggle out of the gate, then it's game on and things can get interesting, right? Like the Yankees can almost bury everybody because their schedule will get easier. And I don't need to tell you, Kurtz, but, man, that schedule is tough. So you open up with three against the Washington Nationals. You're going to see some good pitching uh, right there for how long, we don't know. Then two in Philadelphia. Then two against Philadelphia at Yankee Stadium. And then they host the Red Sox uh, for three games. So their first ten games are against the Washington Nationals, Philadelphia Phillies, and uh, and Boston Red Sox. It's a pretty big 10-game, uh, difficult 10-game uh, uh, start to the season, Kurtz. Yeah, you can almost make the argument for the Yankees. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say tread water because I don't think that. I think that's too loose a term there. But just don't play terrible your first. I would even go, you made the 33 of the first 36. Just don't play terrible the first 30 games. Go 16 and 14 and you'll be fine. Because the last 20, 23 games is very easy, but you should be able to clean house there. But you can't fall apart. You don't want to go, let's say, 13 and 17, and all of a sudden you have to play 650 ball because Tampa Bay has played so well. And now you and I talked about the other night, uh, Gabe. I am worried that either the Rays or Yankees won't make the playoffs because of this schedule, because you've got to play each other. You know, Toronto's going to be a good team. Boston's not a pushover. And you got all the tough games against the National League East, whereas Twins... Indians, White Sox, their schedules are much easier. Uh, you know, there's only two wild card teams. You throw on the Athletics as well, and we know they're a good team, and their schedule's not brutally tough either. I'm not so sure that the Yankees and Rays both get in. It might just be the division winner. Puts a lot of pressure on a lot of pressure on the Yankees. Every year there's pressure on the Yankees, but in a 60-game season, that that pressure is is magnified. Yet they, you know that. The, 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 the last 23 games of the season, really, you know, as you stated, Kurtz, and the sky won't fall on them. In those first games of the season, the first 10 games, what do you think they'll go? Six and four, five and five? You know, even like you said, they just, you're right, Kurtz, they just basically have to play 500 baseball for the first month, and then they'll just start to, uh, they'll start racking up the wins. But it's a dangerous way to live. Only because, you know, the Yankees seemingly have bad luck with injuries. And then secondly, you have this coronavirus as well. So you really don't know. Now, something I want to bring up, actually, that I think is very interesting is about the National Football League, guys. Um, They came to an agreement, finally, on what happens if you get coronavirus. And I don't know about, you know, I don't know about the claims and insurance-wise and all that type of stuff. But... If you test positive for coronavirus, you're out for three weeks. Three weeks. Uh, that um, you know that's 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 very significant. You know, 16 game season, three weeks, and and that's just assuming that you don't get too sick uh, as well. But I tell you, man, that's going to be a fantasy football nightmare uh, this year for people. <laughs> like you're just going to pray because even if the guy's okay. Out for three weeks, uh, Kurtz. That's a long time. Listen, fantasy leagues are going to be just like the pro leagues, man. You're going to pray to stay healthy. 
that you have that your top guys stay your top guys all season long. I mean, you mentioned it. Three weeks in football, it's three-sixteenths of the season. It's almost 20% of the season. That's a big chunk. If they were to do the same thing in baseball, it would be 30% of the season, right? I mean, so I think, listen, when it comes to fantasy or gambling or DFS or whatever you want to play fandom, we're going to have to deal with it. It's going to happen over and over again. We're going to have guys who are going to miss games because of COVID. I want to know what's going to happen, Gabe. You know, the Yankees travel to whatever, uh, whatever town you want to name. They travel to Toronto. Uh, a couple guys, they may not have COVID, but they have the, they have a temperature going in. Does Toronto say, get the hell out of here? You're on the next plane out? So they're out of the series yeah. no matter what? And hold that thought, George. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time, this is the continues. I am Lorenzo. We're throwing it down with George Kurtz right now, the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam uh, Stewart. Um, so this big story about the Redskins, <coughs> we've been waiting for this, you know, the not shocking that there's, there's allegations of sexual harassment. There was some other type of stuff that basically players and coaches were sleeping with the same women, and it led to players being benched. And then it led to players getting injured after the fact. The coaching decisions were being made in in that uh, in that matter. But for legal purposes, uh, Kurtz, listen, you know you can't just repeat everything that's online. There's there's a lot of crazy stuff about Snyder that's being thrown around uh, right now uh, out there. But ultimately, it would be in everybody's best interest if they just don't change the name, but if they change ownership groups as well, Kurtz. Yeah, they, can't, they, can't, they, can't, they can't force it. It seems like that's what people think that's happening, that the other minority owners are kind of leaking a lot of these stories, and they're going to try to get Snyder, like, thrown overboard, essentially, because it's the only way he's going he's gonna to leave. It, it might be, you mentioned, the other minority owners might be the ones leaking this information. We've also heard that they're, they've hired uh, a... I guess a company or a firm that specializes in finding people who might want to buy them out. So that might be telling you something as well here. Uh, I don't want to be the conspiracy theorist, but it's kind of weird that this comes out all when they're going to change the name as well, the nickname of the team. Weird how all this stuff pops up at once here. It's almost like it's not what the Patriots did. You know, we're going to get uh, get those penalties. So let's uh, let's let's announce the signing of Cam Newton because this is really two negative things. So I don't see why it's uh, that. But it's interesting timing to me that this all comes out at the same time. But to be honest, I've been recording shows all day, so I've had a chance to read up on a lot of this. Just what I've seen on bits and pieces on Twitter. Yeah, it's um, it's ugly. <laughs> it's yeah. it's uh, there's some ugly. There's one allegation of like uh, bribe referees and payments and. You know, but I you know, like I said, all, all we really have is that there's allegations of sexual harassment. Yet, you know, you know the place is a cesspool. They've been firing everybody left and right over the last. They always do, but they've really been firing people gratuitously. The play-by-play guy just uh, just stepped down out of the blue. It's pretty clear that you know 
stuff was going on uh, there. And I, I told Scotty Farrell this, and I know this uh, for a fact, actually, years ago, because other players in the NFL liked it, was that the Redskins used to purposely send their cheerleaders out wearing, like, next to nothing at, like, 10, 11 in the morning, and they would do their stretching exercises and stuff like right in front of the visiting teams, like practice walkthrough as a distraction. And players said it actually was, that it, it did. Like <laughs> it was sort of like an inside thing in the league that, oh, yeah, yeah, like at 1030, they're going to come out type thing, right? <laughs> and, 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 and everybody knew. So I've heard, I've heard over the years about Redskin cheerleaders, weird stories about being asked to sort of go, you know, meet sponsors, but – you know, we've seen, you know, you know the drill cam. I So, like I said, they're lucky I'm not on the jury because I would believe anything that I would hear about these guys. <laughs> Except for bribing refs. <laughs> I guess they didn't pay well, enough. bribing refs. Yeah, it didn't work. Like, I don't know. No, like, it didn't. They exactly. Like, exactly. Exactly. Bribing them to not cover and lose. They've won like eight games. Yeah, exactly. they've won like yeah. eight, eight games in the last ten years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know, like if, if they could be, uh, if they could be a bribe, bribing, uh, bribing refs. I saw a great tweet uh, though uh, out there, and it was about how basically if you really want people to flip, that if, um, <laughs> if can you imagine Trump loses the election and buys the Redskins? Snyder's like, all right, guys, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Trump buys it and doesn't change the name. Exactly. He's already gotten on them, right? Because don't change the name. That don't be politically correct. That was his statement. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's the PFT commentator said uh, he goes situation that would really piss everyone off. Trump gets impeached, pur- purchases the Redskins, keeps the name, releases a Roger Goodell sex tape. Jerry Jones becomes the commissioner of the NFL. Jazlyn Maxwell is murdered by Dan Snyder, who becomes the president. They sell Mount Rushmore naming rights to Exxon Mobil. <laughs> that sounds like an Indian headline. That's true. That's true. Yeah, like, we're all laughing right now, but I swear, like two years from now, we're like, oh my God. Oh, God. You know what's crazy? <laughs> you know what's crazy is Trump tried to buy the Buffalo Bills and came pretty close, actually. Like, you know, he was sort of there. Pagula bid more money, and um, and what was nuts is the NFL owners didn't want him. Yet they'll all support him as president, but they didn't want him in their own league. I've always found that to be bizarre, George. <laughs> I guess what uh, well, what do we hear that uh, about? Think about the Mets. We just heard about the Mets uh, this week that they're worried about uh, if Cohen uh, becomes owner that he might they, he better watch his wallet though. Don't spend too much money. What? Is that what they were worried about with Trump, too, that he might spend too much money besides the fact that he's, a, uh, uh, well, to be nice, uh, a guy who's not afraid to speak what's on his mind? I think that's what the NFL owners be worried about. But I found that interesting about the Mets, that they're worried about Cohen, if he were to purchase the team, that he might flex his financial might. Who cares if he goes over the cap? Isn't that a good thing? You want the Mets yeah, to be so be. relevant. Well, <laughs> ironically, I think the NFL owners, they didn't, they, they didn't like Trump. And you know what it is? They didn't think he had the money. Right, like they don't, they think, you know, they don't believe that. Like, there's a difference between being rich, rich, and then rich, rich, rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at the guy that owns the Houston Rockets. Like, the guy's borrowing 250 million dollars from banks at 15 percent interest. 
Yep. Obviously, he's not like rich, rich. Like they like you know sports leagues. There's a difference between being able to own the team and then being actually having money after the fact. But you know what's crazy? Trump could have owned your Dallas Cowboys, uh, George. You know that story? I remember. I've heard the story. Yeah. Thank God. And it's the great, the great, uh, the great business acumen. I don't know if you know this, uh, Cam. Uh, but uh, Donald Trump, uh, this is it's one of the craziest stories. Well, you know, he's, he's, uh, yeah, his stakes are a failure. The school sucks. So it was like in Everything 19, he's done. <laughs> it's this nice. is in 1984. Um, he could have bought the Dallas Cowboys. And Trump said, I feel sorry for the poor guy who's going to buy the Dallas Cowboys. It's a no-win situation. Because if he wins, well, so what? They've won through the years. And if he loses, which seems likely because they're having troubles, He'll be known to the world uh, as a uh, loser. Um, I could have bought the Dallas Cowboys for 40 or $50 million, but it's established. And you would just see it move laterally. Not enough room to create there, Trump said at the time about the Dallas Cowboys that are now worth $5 billion. <laughs> it may have been a little off there. I mean, listen, the Cowboys were a so-so team in the mid-'80s. They got bad in the late-'80s. So he... He was sort of right about that, but he read it wrong after that. The NFL just exploded with all their ownerships. And then they were sold for $86 million. They were sold for $86 million. Jerry Jones paid $140 after. Cowboys went through a couple of owners. Uh, yeah, Pokes went through, uh, uh, they went, they went through a couple of owners. All right, so speaking of the Cowboys, uh, Kurtz, why is Zeke Elliott crying? Like, can this, you know, what? He's upset that Derrick Henry got paid and people aren't talking about Zeke. It's like, bro, shut up and don't give people coronavirus, all right? You Ewok. Um, like, seriously. Like, this guy never shuts up. He thinks he's great. It's like, bro, I, you know what Zeke Elliott is? He's just like Doc Prescott, and I, he's just like Cooper. And I hate to say it because I like Cooper. I don't want to be like Rex Ryan here, but they're just stat guys, Kurtz. Like what is what does Zeke ever won? Like I remember, does he ever all you know, fourteen touchdowns? I don't know, bro. Every time it's third and something, you get stuffed, or you don't catch the pass, or you know you're not even on the field. Um, like I, I just you know, I just think they're all overrated. Like you know, you look at Zeke's numbers, and it's like yeah, yeah, you have nice numbers, Zeke, but what do they mean? Same with Dak Prescott. What do they mean? You can They don't beat winning teams. They're like empty calories. These guys. I'm not a big Zeke fan, even with his numbers. Like, I'd rather have Derrick Henry than Zeke Elliott. I'd rather have Alvin Kamara. I'd rather have McCaffrey. And I'm not trying to slight him, but the dude should shut up. You got paid last year, bro. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I, I didn't understand why Zeke was mouthing off either. There was a, uh, a quote from an unnamed team executive that said Zeke Elliott's only 70% of the player he was two, three years ago. And that gained some traction. I think Zeke saw that and he got offended by it. Why he cares Fool, you know that. And Zeke doesn't even believe that, but he's trying to get under your skin and say stupid things there. You know I agree with you about Dak Prescott. The numbers are there. Uh, I don't know why they couldn't work out an agreement. There's been some rumors that even if the Cowboys offered Dak the same contract that Mahomes got, he wouldn't have signed that. He wants four years and four years only at his price tag. And the Cowboys didn't match that or didn't, wouldn't go to the four years. But a lot of that, you said it, a lot of Dak's numbers 
empty calories, you know, they're, they're just garbage time numbers. When the game was already out of hand or he beat up on weaker teams, you know, and you're winning by 30. Who cares when you're winning by 30? The game's over. You were 1-7 and seven against playoff teams with a 1-1 one -to -one touchdown to interception ratio. Your quarterback rating was trash against those teams. There was a stack going around the, uh, the Cowboys against uh, top 10 teams last year. Had it was either nine or twelve, I forget how many uh, it was. Nine or twelve chances or drives in the fourth quarter to tie the game or take the lead. Dak put up a zero, a donut. Didn't do it on any of those drives. He's not a money player right now. In his, at this point in his career, he's not a money player. I think it's one of the reasons why Jerry is having a little bit of problem, even though he's offered him the third most money as, yeah, as far as exactly. the quarterback goes, behind Mahomes, he, behind Wilson. But I think he's having he's a hard time with the fact that. Dak doesn't come up big, and that Dak also played horribly against the Philadelphia Eagles in that Week 16 game, which was a, pretty much a playoff game, and they had second and third stringers. He's making $31.4 on the tag. Russell Wilson makes 35. The guy's not in Russell Wilson's league. Agreed. Right? Like, I don't understand. Like, uh, what's the deal with Dak Prescott? Like, I'm with Marenzi on this one. It's just ridiculous. Like, the guy wants Mahomes' money? Do something about it. You're not that good. In the game you beat Seattle, you should have lost that game, too. Seattle was just horrible play calling by Schottenheimer on the sideline there. But anyway, I digress. I don't think he's worth that money. Andy Dalton's a nice security blanket. I thought that I thought that Jerry Jones and Dak would come to agreement, uh, Kurtz, that Jones was just doing his little drama dance that he likes to do all the time. But now I see and I do believe that they don't fully believe in him. I think they, they feel the same way we do. In that they see, yeah, he puts up the because other the outside, oh, you got to pay him. Look, he puts up numbers and all this type of stuff. No, he doesn't. You know, what I mean, they're, they're they're fake numbers, and I I think they see that, and they're waiting for a big win. I think they're waiting for a couple of big playoff wins. He's actually regressed. I mean, he played well in the second half of that uh, that Packer game in the playoffs. You know, they they fell behind early, but. I think they're waiting to before they commit and say, yeah, let's give this guy a four or five year contract. I don't we don't want to be on the hook for two hundred and fifty million dollars with this guy when he doesn't win for us. I see it. I think he's on the clock this year. If he doesn't win, you know, they tag him. I think this is it actually, George. I think next year's I think he'll get one more year because I think they'll tag him next year for thirty eight point four. High, but you can do it, and then I think he's gone. I think, that's what, I think he'll get it for two more seasons in Dallas, and he'll go, I guess, for him, what's bigger and brighter. Uh, you know, another team is going to offer him that mega uh, deal. Because I agree with you. I think Jerry wants to see wins or big wins, playoff wins. Or at least, like I said, I think that Philadelphia game just sticks in Jerry's craw. Philadelphia, we all know they had third and fourth string cornerbacks. They had nobody left healthy, and Dak was yep. horrendous that game. He was bad. And that was a playoff game. Dallas would have won that game. That's a division. That you make the playoffs. Maybe you uh, you win a game or two in the playoffs. But he came up small, which he's done over and over again in big games. Game time to sit. Continues. Hang in here, uh, Kurtz. We'll say goodbye to Kurtz on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
All right, we're into the two-minute morning here, the first hour of the uh, the program. Uh, last night we were on the clock, man. We had the UFC. We did very well with yeah. the UFC picks uh, last night, as we always do. Uh, NASCAR, Chase Elliott, Cashes, and NASCAR. Tonight we'll be on the clock in the second hour. We've got MLS action at 8 o'clock Eastern uh, this evening, the Montreal Impact and uh, TFC uh, throw it down. Uh, big rivals, uh, these uh, teams. Uh, we got George Kurtz. All right, uh, Kurtz. So before we get you out of here, so what's the plan tonight, uh, Kurtz, if you're alone? You're going to be like George Costanza. You're going to sit there in your underwear eating a big brick of cheese. Uh, amazing. Like, yeah, what, what, what's, what's, I do that every plan? night, Gabe. Yeah, it's Cam's. That's Cam's lifestyle. Underwear, brick of cheese. What? It's Thursday night. So Cam's not wearing the underwear. Uh-oh, this is an image I don't need to see. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to go, go, go. I'm going to get some food. I'm thinking a little chicken parm here. And uh, after that, I have really no idea. I'll watch something. Uh, there's, there's nothing on regular TV. Maybe I'll binge something or watch something I can't watch around the kids, like Sam Kinison or something like that. Stop bet- wow, start yeah. betting that- soccer with us, George. MLS. Sounds like you're going to have a wild night tonight, Kurtz. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's sad. It really. I mean, I said I, I'm alone here, and I have nothing, really, nothing to do. I don't even have any work to do. Wow, man! Sports better come back quick for you, Kurtz. <laughs> it's about time, man. If I'm looking the, forward to next if Thursday. If the NHL man. doesn't work, Kurtz, and if baseball blows up, man, I, I don't even want to know you. I'm screwed. I got nothing left to do. I got nothing left to binge, man. I need sports. <laughs> hey, George, enjoy, uh, enjoy your chicken parm uh, this yeah, evening, and. We'll see what happens. Uh, one week from now, one week from now, we'll be uh, breaking it down. The baseball season will be set to begin, supposedly, uh, although we don't know. Washington, a lot of controversy in Washington right now, not just with the football team, about where the baseball team is going to play. Uh, but always good, George. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, guys. Have a great night. George Kurtz, uh, what is Carmine uh, yep. Bianco is going to step up. But we're going to get into the MLS. Got a couple of games. New York Red Bulls, Kurtz, are playing, too. That's where you can watch hey. the Red Bulls against the crew. Exactly. Tonight, game time decision continues. Bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed, and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real-world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.